This is the Third Act Podcast, shining a spotlight on individuals, charities, and small business owners suffering from illness, economic shutdown, or lack of support and funding. Meaningful conversations that generate compassion and financial support from listeners compelled to join us on this journey to improve the lives of others. I'm gonna dance with the stranger. I'm gonna enjoy your show. I'm gonna learn to forget and really let it go. And most of all, I wanna shine a light on good and look to give back. And that's what I'll do with my third, third act. And now your host, Roger Steed. Hello, my friends. Hope everyone is doing well. I am pleased to record my first guest-focused podcast this year with Elaine Groman. I was introduced to Elaine last fall by a friend who thought we should get to know each other because we are both involved in a journey to help individuals through acts of kindness by focusing our minds toward improvement of our health and the actions we take to get the most out of our days on this planet. Elaine is a teacher, author, energy healer, radio host, intuitive, and public speaker who is passionate about teaching people how to get the most out of their lives by sharing her perspectives on compassion and the appreciation of the beautiful potential we all have as humans. Elaine comes from a large blended family of 15 and has learned her intuitive craft from years in hospice management, nurturing people to demystify their own condition and state of mind to discover love through greater understanding of body, mind, spirit, and emotion. Elaine lives in Southeast Michigan and offers her services to people through individual and group meetings. She conducts podcasts with guests on her Earth Wisdom Circle radio show and also has her own webinars available on her website, which is elainegroman.com. Finally, you can pick up copies of her books titled The Angel and Me, Experiences of Receiving and Sharing Divine Communications, along with Spirit Awakening, Wisdom of Life and Living Today. Both are available on Amazon.com. It is my great pleasure to welcome Elaine this afternoon and say thank you so much for doing the podcast for our Third Act community. Thank you very much. Oh, Roger, thank you for this opportunity. And uh, it's really an honor to be with you. No, thank you. No, it's my honor. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. First, I, I did want to thank you for your gracious invitation and allowing me to be on your Earth Wisdom Circle podcast last week. It was nice. It was a nice reversal of roles. And I appreciate the opportunity to tell my story to your community and hopefully attract some new folks to our cause. As I am learning, talking to you and reading some of your literature, the body is an interesting symphony of frequencies of energy that work harmoniously to create, sustain and heal us through the body, mind, spirit, and emotions. Could you please share some of your thoughts about the energy within each of us and how it can help us or harm us as humans, please? Absolutely, thank you. First of all, I want to 
help us all begin to recognize that the greatest gift we will ever have is this life. There is nothing that we can own or possess that can compare. And that life itself is forever giving to us. Life meaning that which we see that supports us, that which we live in, this physical body. We did not create, but we interact with and are able to have a life and are able to interact with one another in the world because we have a body. We are a spirit in a body. And although many people incorrectly consider this part of what they call quote-unquote new age, there is nothing that could be further from the truth because this is how we were created. We are created to interact with the living world in every possible way. From the air we breathe to the water we drink to the minerals that, that are within us and that we use in our world, the plants, the animals, the beauty that we see. We as humans forget we are not inhabitants here. We are a part of it all. We have incorrectly had an, been taught to have an arrogance of mind. And that arrogance of mind thinks that we have the right to own or to collect for our own betterment only. We know that in the history of the creation of this planet, a star had to explode in order for our planet to be created. And nothing is ever wasted. It took tens of billions of years for there to be one molecule of air that we could breathe. That air is still present. The water that was forever present in the times of the dinosaurs is still present. It is, and the earth herself is regenerating and refreshing and renewing these things for us. So my understanding and my experience in hospice, and I wasn't actually in hospice management. I was a hospice volunteer manager, so I guess that's right. true, but right, right, right. Um, I don't want to misrepresent anything. I had the great privilege of being with people as they died. And I've had the great being, privilege of being with people as they were born. And what we forget is every moment in between is a holy moment. Whole, W-H-O-L-E. And we have substituted words like holy for whole, H-O-L-Y, as if it is somehow for only a certain group of people. So this has been a lifelong journey of recognizing the enormity of this gift and the opportunity that I have to help people as I've helped learn and learning constantly to help myself, how not to waste a moment of it. I hope that helps. No, I, agree, I agree with that totally. But I was captured because I listened to a podcast you recently did and you talked about, and I think you've mentioned it to me as well, but this energy that flows through our bodies and the conflicts that we learn incorrectly that brings us to these moments of depression, stress, anxiety. Talk in, a, I guess, a, I'll say a practical way of how we are trying to deal with our the um, news and the information flow around us and how we can, I don't know, train our minds and our bodies to accept 
the good portions of the earth and, as you say, the, the mind and, I don't know, redirect our minds in a positive way. I think that the podcast that you're speaking about is from an ancient medicine wheel called the four powers of the human self. And what that is, we there's a deep understanding that has nothing to do with religion. I want to let that be known at first, that we are spirit in an experience called life. To have an experience, we have to be physical. As a human species, our physicality is our body. So we are born from spirit into a body. And this body, thank goodness, doesn't need our direction. It before we, As we're even conceived, it's already creating us. But as we're born, we learn to navigate the world through our emotions. And our emotions in many areas of life have been relegated to being a weakness or something that should be avoided at all costs. But our, our emotions truly are energy in motion. They are information that we're receiving that we don't know yet really how to interpret. And so as a result of that, Roger, so many people are forever wounded by their emotions. And our emotions are telling us information. Is this good for me? Is this not good for me? Is this a place I should go? Is this a place I should avoid? And we have neglected to understand how to use our mind to make a, a, a conscious decision once we have observed what we're feeling, understanding what we're feeling, and then make a choice that is productive, a choice that helps us to move forward collaboratively. But we're so stuck in our emotions that we believe we can solve any problems from the place of our emotions, and we cannot. We have yeah. to employ our mind. And so you, you ask the question to deal with. We're not meant to deal with anything. We're meant to learn. And that's a big difference. Because if someone is espouses that they are a wounded person, they have joined, we have joined clubs and created clubs for the Wounded Persons Club in many ways. And we go over and over why this wound has been created. Always a wound is be created because of negligence. We neglect to understand or someone is so distraught that they wound because they're wounded. Only hurt people hurt people. Only angry people share their anger. So we have to learn that be, when we have a conscious thought or we have an emotion, that affects us physiologically. It affects our body. Our body has an immediate response to any thought creating a chemical re reaction. So people that are habitually angry, habitually stressed, habitually frustrated, their body is flooding with adrenaline. And that supersedes their conscious awareness and puts them into a fight or flight. So we have to learn how to begin to be observers rather than critics. And when we learn how to use our mind, which is not the same as our brain, then we can make choices that we can begin to understand who we are as a very unique part of a group called humanity that is the only species that we're aware of has been given the gift of choice. And we have an opportunity now to learn how to actually think in a different way, not just react, 
not to just follow ideologies, not to just follow beliefs that are often triggered by our emotions, unresolved emotions, because ideologies and beliefs prevent us from thinking. We follow an espoused belief system that inherently separates us from one another. And I choose to have faith instead. I have faith in our what we are capable of when we see our better selves, when we choose to be our better selves. And that is essential for healing. And to go back momentarily to where does this energy come from? It comes from the living earth. The earth we know has poles. North pole, south pole is not just directional only. It, it, is, it has the capacity to generate energy. And this energy, if we look around, all we have to do is look outside. Even in Michigan, even as the trees seem to be dormant, there's still tremendous things happening in the earth. And because the earth has an electrical current, it creates a magnetic field. In physics, they call this the torus of the earth. That is how we stay here on this planet, because it creates a magnetic field, thus gravity. The earth has an aura. Every living thing, every atom has an aura. The laws of electromagnetism helps us to understand this. By virtue of the fact, Roger, that we have a neurological system which is electrical in nature, providing vast amounts of information in nanoseconds to keep this beautiful machine running. And so my hope is to help us to understand that we are a part of it all. And then we can learn that we don't have to have it all to have it all. Right. But I keep coming back to, in a sense, we're all not perfect. And we all have, I all say issues, my, my word, not yours. And I know you say you want to teach and help us learn the beautiful parts of our hearts and minds and what we can do for each other. But we still have to, in a way, I use the term unshackle the poorly trained things that have influenced us, maybe even up to the time someone meets you. How do you help them, I guess, pull away from the, the old, as you call it, I think the worn out habits we have and move toward this more beautiful, compassionate life that you want others to enjoy as you're trying to teach them? I always try to help people understand that they can very easily and very quickly be connected to the earth in a way that maybe they never have. And we have this unique system of energy that moves in and around and through us that are called chakras. Chakras is a Sanskrit or an East Indian word that means wheel of light. That wheel of light represents the frequencies within our body. So there's very easy ways to connect to the earth by opening the chakras in the bottoms of your feet. And we need to want, run on 100% of our capacity in order to maintain our health. So every atom in our body needs information. But most of us favor our thinking, favor our belief systems, which cut us off from this continuous flow. And we start to be diminished in our capacity. And we, that's evidenced in our stability of our emotions, our ability to look with a greater sense of vision at other people's point of view, or look at ways that we can collaborate. 
And when we do those kinds of things, we naturally begin to take care of ourselves differently. And I can speak for myself as a woman being a mother and a grandmother and, and a sister with many siblings. We have an opportunity to understand that we can destroy our family or we can build our family based on what we choose to do with what we know. Now, does that mean everything is perfect? Absolutely not. But life is learning. When we have the death of family members, I don't have to die because that person died. In other words, I don't have to let my spirit be so forever wounded. I embrace everything I learned about myself and about them in the time I had. Things come and go. We have challenges throughout our lives that we're not meant to hold as a badge of honor, but it is a, another rung on our ability to see one another from a greater vantage point. One of the things I've had the opportunity to get to know you a little bit uh, since we've chatted and also listening to some of your podcasts and webinars. And I know that you're a caring person and you want to see people find that their best selves. And you have a great, pleasant perspective to help people understand what is holding them back. And I think your humor and compassion comes through with your podcast uh, very uh, clearly and uh, honestly. And I think it's a great quality because it helps people work through, I call it their clutter in their lives. But I want to get a feeling or I want to have the audience get a feeling of how you came to this position in your life. I know it's through experiences and learning, but what was your teaching method and what was your training to, to bring you to this, I don't know, holistic sort of thinking about the body and the mind and the compassion you want people to live their lives with? It was an experience that changed my life, literally in a moment. I was with a family member who was dying and she was signed on to hospice care that I, at that time, I knew very little about hospice care. And she was in the active phases of dying. Her body was failing. Her systems were failing. And I was sitting with her this one particular day when she was absolutely comatose. And I was just sitting in the room with her alone, holding her hand and thanking her for everything that she had done for us, for me. And literally, Roger, the moment that changed me was she opened her eyes as if nothing was wrong. And she said to me, I see my sister. And I said, then you need to go to her, darling. She's going to take good care of you. And she closed her eyes and went right back to that comatose state. And I literally felt this. And I remember turning around. Literally, I said, what the hell was that? Right. right and, right. and I knew who she saw. Sure. Because that was my mother who died oh, when, I thir- when I was 13. Wow. And at that time, it had been 27 years since she had died. There was no question who she was speaking about. The palpable sensation of her spirit being recognized by me, not just the notion of who her personality was, which I adored, but this physical presence that was actually leaving her body. I have a lot of siblings in medicine. I know a lot of people in medicine. And I asked them, can you tell me what that was? And finally, I got to study, found somebody where I could study what the heck that was. And 
that's what brought me amazingly perfectly into studying energy medicine, a particular modality called polarity therapy. And I was started volunteering at hospice at the same time. So it was like I was having this incredible blend of feeling that which we have not always recognized. What does a diseased energy feel like? And then I would go to the hospice home and be with people that I might learn about lung a lung disease, and then I'd have three or four patients dying of lung cancer. It was like creation. God was saying, this is what it is, and this is what it looks like. Are you paying attention? That's what I felt like. Right, right. And through the years, I've been very fortunate to work with two medical schools in Michigan to help them understand what is this healing. It's not pharmacological agents only. Thank God we have them. It's not surgical interventions only. Thank God we have them. I've used them myself. But our body has an innate knowing that once the wound is sutured, the the bones are put back in place, where is the healing coming from? The physician or nurse is not standing by that patient's side forever. That body is doing it. How do we help it do it? That's what we need. And we are body, mind, spirit, and emotion. They're not separate parts of us. We have emotions because we have a body. We have intellect because we have a body. They're never, ever separate. We need to understand that this is creation's way of helping us to receive information, learn from that information, make choices based on that information, and move with joy and peace not with anger and resentment. Have I had those? Of course I have. But I've learned to not hold it for as long as I used to. Right. Absolutely. I think, if you don't mind, I'd like for our listeners to be able to reach out to you and connect with you either through your website or uh, obviously direct phone call. But talk a little bit about the webinars you've done. And I think you have one coming up, if I'm not mistaken. And talk about a little bit about that and what maybe a client uh, would find from connecting with you and your services. Thank you. The webinars are relatively new that I've been doing, but I've been teaching since 1985. I started teaching artwork, actually. So I taught at the Center for Creative Studies in Detroit. So I just want to back up and say I think that I had an advantage is that I was a trained artist. So I was trained in observing in a way that others don't. Right. And so I had a natural curiosity The webinars, I teach about how and why you should be grounded, what it does for you. There's one recently that I've been offering called The Problem with Belief. And how is belief systems stopped us from learning and stopped us from being collaborative? There is the four powers of the human self. There is where do we go from here in terms of understanding our potentials in the world? So... My thank you for saying my website, which is Elaine Groman, G R O H M A N. Right. People, people are welcome to call me. My number is 248 514 5853. And you can email me at egroman55 at gmail.com. Perfect. And I, they can reach out. And I, I was going to have one today, but I had a little bit of a glitch. So I'm postponing it till next week. But they can look at, if they want to be on my um, newsletter list, I send out newsletters periodically to say what I'm teaching, where I'm teaching, 
And I also work with indigenous elders, meaning Native American elders and others. I bring their information to the listening audience and to to teach workshops here as well. That's another subject I want to get on. Probably another podcast would be necessary for that, but I find that extremely interesting. But I, I did want to link into maybe the glitch that you have this afternoon and talk about the uh, nonprofit uh, foundation that you're working with and what your experience has been with that and your association with Todd Lippa. Can you talk about that a little bit, please? Yes, thank you. I've been very privileged to be a part of the board of directors of an organization in Farmington Hills called CARES of Farmington Hills. And CARES is an acronym for Community Action Resources Empowerment Services. And we began as trying to keep running a food pantry that was in in jeopardy of being closed. And in July of 2017, we were successful in purchasing a a former Roman Catholic parish that had been sitting idle for four years. And we were able to buy it and to maintain and grow this food pantry. And our dream is to create what's called a campus of hope, Roger, so that we know certainly in this, it has been so evidenced in the time of COVID is that if you are disadvantaged for whatever reason, you're limited because of a disability or or you're a senior or you don't have the means to get around, it would be so much easier if they could come to one place, get their mental health care, their physical care, their food. We have a free food pantry and a SNAP store. So people that have supplemental food assistance is open to the public so that Whatever proceeds we get, we can then buy more food. We're feeding in, in excess of 600 families a month. That's and terrific, it's, grow- terrific. And it's yeah. growing. And yeah. Todd Lippa is my personal hero. I've known him over 20 years. He's the executive director. He's the brainchild of CARES of Farmington Hills. And he's an extraordinary human being. What's this? This Don't give it all away because I know you're probably a little bit jinxed about it this afternoon. But... Talk about the spring project that uh, you're excited about and you told me about yesterday and what that could lead as far as volunteers getting involved. And I think you mentioned getting their hands dirty a little bit. Can you talk well, about that? First of all, I don't believe in jinx. <laughs> we may, we, Maybe that's I my think, sports analogy coming out. Okay. Of I think that when we put out there good things, good people respond. Right. And one of the things that I do at CARES is try to raise money. And I'd never been a grant writer or never had any understanding of how to do that. And I was encouraged by one of my siblings, actually, to apply for a grant at an organization uh, in West Bloomfield, a women's organization principally. And uh, today we are going to be the recipients of a beautiful grant I don't even know the exact amount of money yet because until they give it to us, it, it was going to be this relatively small amount of money. You're jinxed and too. You're jinxed as well. <laughs> well, I'm not jinxed. I, just, I don't want to. I want them to have the the gift of, of sharing that information first. I'm. I know you are. But this grant specifically is designed to create gardens. I believe very strongly. I'm an avid gardener myself that we need to get back to the earth. We have to get our hands in the dirt. We have to understand that our food is alive. And when we respect that food, we will help and care for ourselves in very different ways. 
So this money that we will be getting, and, and we've been very blessed to have many people come. It's been difficult, honestly, to get grants. It's been mostly individuals and, and businesses in our community that are seeing what we're doing, and they come forward and say, how can we help? In just amazing, beautiful ways, either, either yeah. by in-kind, they're doing their work, with their, is their profession, or they come and volunteer. We have a gentleman who's in his 80s that comes every single week and helps to bag foods that we can give it to people safely. No, I love that. Love just that incredible. Thank you. I think I also just wanted to tie in that your webinars, there's a slight charge for the webinars, but all the proceeds you told me go directly toward CARES, correct? Not all the proceeds, a portion of the proceeds. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but yes, it's my honor to help contribute. It goes hand in hand. If I can help people understand their own value, they would be more likely to come and help. And I want to give back because it's just so important. I know that there's been many people, especially during this pandemic, that never in a million years would have thought that they would need assistance with food. And thank goodness we no longer have to ask. It's no longer a federal mandate that we have to ask for someone's financial stability or instability. If you need it, you will get it. Uh, and I'm 100% behind that. So I love that thought. We're going to have to conclude it here a little bit, but I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your you, uh, wisdom and your, I think so many people that I know and have come across over the last year could use a little touch of Elaine. Please connect well, with her or listen to a webinar or listen to her kind words. Thank you for coming on. Good thank to see you. you again. I look thank forward you. to our next meeting and have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Third Act Podcast. To find out more about who we are spotlighting, how to get involved, or find show notes on today's episode, go to wearethirdact.com. Most of all, I want to shine a light on good and look to give back, and that's what I'll do with my third.